0: The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas.
1: And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast.
2: Nice work here. Sexist fucking dream. Jesus. All right.
1: We're back for another week. Mmm. Back again. Na, 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 na. To
0: town, Philly, back
1: Lots of different songs na, we could na, sing na, along na, with that. Na, na. <laughs> so we we decided the podcast would be a lot better with just four of us, four white dudes. So we've got me, John, Nick, Tom. Me being Lucas, if you couldn't tell. My Tyson's like never going back. Yeah, and we fired Rebecca.
2: Buried her in a desert.
1: Yeah, we found out she had ovaries. So <laughs> her position
3: here was over. Yeah. that was bad and you should feel bad no it was good so i heard tyson forgot to go grocery shopping his kids ate them <laughs> oh yeah yeah where'd you hear that it's on the paper <laughs>
0: <laughs> the way you're rubbing your thigh and saying that's making me mildly uncomfortable
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: All <laughs> all right so we're gonna make things weird this week Uh, We're going to cover some fun things with TV and movies. Uh, We're going to kick off talking about Legion, probably hit the solo trailer, and then Tom and I are going to geek out about A Quiet Place. Yep. So, Legion, is this still in season one, or did it just start season two? Where are we at with this? We are.
3: That's a great lead-in, Lucas. It started. (laughs) Season two just started. We're two episodes into season two. Two episodes? Probably three when this What night does it air? On Tuesdays,
0: yeah, so I we'll think. still be two episodes in,
3: okay? All right, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: yeah. I, as I recall, you guys like the first
0: season, and it was a mind fuck. It's a very confusing show, but it's, I think, I don't know. FX, do you watch Atlanta? No, no, okay, <laughs> you fucking so, love Atlanta. I, no, I love Atlanta, but for many similar reasons mm-hmm. because. Atlanta is doing whatever the fuck it wants and Legion like I don't know how this show is airing because it's so weird and the production costs have to be huge because mm-hmm. they do a really good like all their set design is really good you cannot tell what year it's supposed to be it's very ambiguous and then it's just a very pretty show hmm. the lighting and everything all the sets are just really cool and I don't understand how it's still airing like and this is on FX, right? Yeah. So basically And Atlanta's people. also people. very weird and it's also shot very, very well. Oh my
3: god, suck Donald Glover's dick already. And it's not even it's the
0: director. <laughs> uh, Hiro Murray. Um he's just it's fucking rad. I don't know. And it's weird. There's an episode I just watched today. It was the fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know how to feel about it. It's of- Legion or Atlanta? Yeah. Yes. Both. <laughs> yes.
3: So <laughs> um, Legion yeah. kicks off again, similar to the first season. Um It is an hour and a half for the first episode. Yeah. They and- had fought the Shadow King in the series finale. Uh, yeah. Season one ended. David beat the Shadow King. The Shadow King took Oliver, which played by Jermaine Clemens, hmm. uh, his body, Um, And the Shadow King represented by Aubrey Plaza. And so they're driving off in the sunset together at the end of the first episode or the end of the first season. Okay, so this kicks off similar to the first season. It is 90 minutes of what the hell is happening. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. There's time travel. It's been a year forward from where we left off. David thinks it's been a night. He finds out he's been missing a year it's him kind of trying to piece it together and everyone around him concerned that the shadow king's still in him and he shouldn't be trusted and the characters get weirder there's already so there's a bunch of characters and they're they're mutants
0: but their powers are really kind of undefined or very they're subtle and we've got season 2 where there's this weird guy wearing a basket on his head that controls a trio Of women with
3: mustaches and a robot voice? (laughs) So here's... I have a question. Yeah, it's like this petite woman's body and then a head that looks like Hitler and Edgar Allan Poe had a child. That's a good way to describe it. Hitler (laughs)
2: and Allan Poe.
1: So you said the first episode of the series, uh, season one, is just off the wall
3: bonkers. Did they ever come back to where it made sense? Yes, absolutely. They... I think that's how this season is going to be. But it starts off. You have no idea what's going on. That's how I felt for like the first two episodes. I thought I started piecing it together did not. And then it came together really nicely in the last two episodes of the season. I'm sure this season will be the same way. I did get a little more uh, on the second episode. Yeah definitely Where, like I, I feel like I understand what's happening for the season I know there's gonna be a bunch of twists and turns but like I feel way better knowing what's going on than I did watching the first season hmm. it's
0: just it's such a it's a trip like I was saying before we started it's not because usually I watch TV very casually mm-hmm. throw it on and I'm you know paying attention fucking with the dogs but I know what's going on I have to focus on this show <laughs> because I'm just like Wait, what what's happening and then they get weird with things um they had probably my favorite piece of tv in a long time so you've got um david legion the title character and uh sid his girlfriend and they are and
3: they're part of a i don't know what i would call
0: division III.
3: Oh man so here's how i'm gonna go i have two spoiler alert right now i'm gonna talk super openly about both these episodes so if you don't want to hear that now's the time yes skip ahead five minutes so division three i basically where i place the show is one of two things and i'll go with the first just to help explain this um i think this takes place after logan or within the same time frame where the x-men are gone as nick was saying like there are no like alpha omega level mutants like everyone is pretty low on the power scale i think and that's what makes that david before. why everyone's after him and i feel like division three is essentially kind of a combination of like trask corporation and moira mataggart's division yeah that's combined a good way to into one like they're not They're clearly taking mutants in, but I can't really tell if it's more for control and experimentation or protection. It definitely feels Mm. nefarious. Yeah.
2: So yeah, like,
3: but it also, but But it's under the guise of we're all working together to protect you from the rest of society. In season
0: one, Hmm. they're Division One, and they're all mutants, and they're all touchy feely. They're Summerland and so so Division 3 is looking for Oliver who has been taken (laughs) over by the Shadow King Mm -hmm. and gross Tom back in the high
3: life (laughs)
0: Um, and they track him down in this club and David's still kind of out of it finding out that he's been gone for a year not a night and they have a dance battle (laughs) but it's like a it's supposed to represent they're having a battle on like the astral plane. Hmm. They're having like a mental fight, but they do it as a dance battle. And it's seriously like the favorite, my favorite scene of TV in the last, I don't know how many years. Like it's just so cool and so well done. And the music design on this show is fucking awesome. And it's just, I don't know, I loved everything about it. And it's just, like, it's just so fucking weird. How is the show on the air? Is that in the second season that that That's happened? That's episode one, the season second two. season it's yeah. just
3: great to see Jermaine dancing again. So so would you say that you,
1: it's still worth watching? You guys
3: are oh, still Oh, yeah, absolutely. i so, love it. Tyson's not here, but we talked about this all last season. How powerful is David? It's so within the comics, he is a super power, powerful telepath, telekinetic, can alter reality. And in the second episode, when he comes face-to-face with the Shadow King, the Shadow King's like, we are gods. I'm the mind. I can control minds. You are the king of all reality. So this show, again, either takes place. They're still on the astral plane. Uh, David is warping all of reality constantly. And they're in some twisted version of his reality, which I've been leaning towards since the end of first season. where It's basically Shadow King and every other character in that show is one of his personalities because he is a multiple personality. Mm -hmm. he's just having this mental battle that's gotten incredibly out of hand because he's so mentally unstable and they bring that up too that the shadow king is
0: collecting personalities Um, and so like Aubrey Plaza's character is actually something he collected Hmm. and you actually meet him the actor that played him was great too yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, they are they're sitting in like an open field and David and the actual uh what's his name? Um farood Yeah,
3: Farouk. excuse me, Farouk Kamal. Yeah.
0: yeah, they sit and talk and he's I think he said he was born in the 1800s or something like that. Yeah. And they sit and talk and then they have a mixed battle in like wrestling singlets and then samurai and then back in wrestling singlets like And it's all supposed to represent, like, the astral plane. And, yeah, the whole fucking show could just be in David's head. And it's fucky. And, like, Oliver, they're going somewhere and he's pointing at people and making them just disintegrate. Like, that's how powerful Hmm. they are. But it's it still sounds bonkers. It's fucking great. It's totally bonkers.
3: And then they leave it with, like, he's clearly the villain of this season. David himself. Mm Mm-hmm. Something snaps. He there's a bunch of time travel involved, and everyone's running from something. His girlfriend in the future is like, "You should help the Shadow King accomplish what he wants." And you can totally tell that it's he's the only one that can take on David within whatever timeline they're in. Hmm. Hmm. So where can I watch this? Is this on like Hulu or season one's on Hulu? Season two is strictly on the FX, FX app or on FX week to week. Yeah, or, gotcha you know the internet, the internet. Super cool. what a great show I mean I wish X-Men movies panned out like this show does this it's, is so well done it's a fucking just really well done show and I, I think
0: being able to binge watch season one will be beneficial to your mind <laughs> no I'll have to check it out so um we, talked, we said we talked about
1: the solo trailer Star Wars movie so we got Avengers coming out um Couple weeks from this episode, and then after that is
2: twenty seventh, right? For yes. Avengers, yeah.
1: Yes, sir. And then
0: Solo is late May. Uh no, it's early May. is it early May? I think I the fifteenth. Thought... Do you have a an... this magic box? Uh, I'm not very good at these. Solo can't imagine May twenty fifth. Oh, May twenty yeah. fifth.
3: Like trying to cut into their own profits. Well, that's that's why, why they moved it, Avengers. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So new trailer came out. Some people jizzing their pants. Some people not jizzing in their pants. I want to know what you guys thought about it. Uh Did you watch the trailer, Tom? Nah, I could give a fuck less. So Tom was really excited about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably see the movie, but nah. he can barely contain himself. Um, it's so are similar. Neither neither of us are Star Wars guys.
2: Right.
0: I feel like these movies are making me not a Star Wars guy. go, on? I love Last Jedi, but I'm just like, right. all so right, thing, another fucking movie. Rogue One I was pretty mad on. I liked, what was the first new? Uh, new Force Awakens. Force Awakens. See, I
2: didn't like Force Awakens.
0: I liked it better than I liked any other Star Wars movie I had seen until that okay, point. Okay, fair. And then I liked Last Jedi. I,
2: I think The Last Jedi is definitely the best of the current run they're doing. Mm-hmm. I actually liked Rogue One better than Force Awakens, but it's because it was more spy and less Star
0: Wars. Oh, yeah, it that. was. It was still a good movie. It was just except that
2: Forrest Whitaker.
0: So outside of all that, though, like so solo, I had been like, <laughs> "Give a shit about
3: this?" Seeing the trailer? I was interested when uh, Lord and Miller were doing it. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you I had no idea that was um, that is a little professionalism, please. We take this very seriously. I'm so sorry. This height of rudeness right there. <laughs> um han solo don't worry about it. i don't a like crucify me i don't think ron howard is that great of a director i don't really care for ron howard i'm trying to think of stuff ron howard's done that i'm yeah, like oh my god I love. exactly it's it's all fine he's not bad but like it's not mind you didn't love the da vinci code but I that's why they was, brought yeah. him in was
1: to clean up because it would to make it fine right because yeah. wasn't it a shit show well yeah they they had it was a Lord shit Miller. show
3: because Lord and Miller didn't agree with what Disney wanted Didn't to they do have another the director? Character.
1: I'm looking at Ron Howard.
3: Yeah, they had someone else step in. So Ron Howard was the
2: third director. So he's not like the cleaner. He's like the okayer.
3: And they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're like, shit, this is really fucked. We just need it to be average. Somebody call Ron Howard.
0: <laughs> I just don't see this going well. No. And so that's the thing is everybody's been like, hmm. I don't know about this movie. It doesn't look good. There was very little... Um, marketing for it up until this year Hmm. there was no trailer that's that's actually a fair point because i
2: remember them talking about it Mm -hmm. and like brian young saying a bunch of stuff on twitter and people kind of going ham and me being like oh whatever but honestly i don't even i didn't even know there was a trailer so Mm -hmm. i feel like they are the new one came out like like yesterday two days ago
0: yeah so yeah like i don't think disney's betting hard on it but they've they're sticking to their big release date and then this trailer did look at, make it look more interesting than anything else, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You got nothing's jumping out at me. It's like, like I don't non-care. weed smoking Woody Harrelson
1: in it. It's the whole Patton Oswalt thing, you know. Like you like Darth Vader? Let's see Darth Vader when he's a kid. You like Boba Fett? Yeah, it's the same idea. Yeah. Like, I don't. I just want to see Chewie get laid.
0: Though. I want to see Chewie get laid. The, he's got a woman in this movie. Is that oh, what?
2: It, is it the woman from the Christmas special?
0: A woman or his a, wife? A Wookman. A workman. He's Got Let's a Wookman. Go I want to know so he does he one. have does he have a red rocket? Is it prehensile? I want to know <laughs> is it barbed like a duck? <laughs> I, I don't think we're gonna
3: find out. That's Probably Disney. Wanna, I don't I think I guess you're I won't see this. this.
0: But
1: I don't think we've seen any dongs, and there's been. I'm curious. I if mean, aren't
3: His marriage at all? Han Solo's marriage? He's trying to hook up with um, well so eyebrows uh, Amelia Clark. Clark. But so Marvel. When Disney acquired Marvel, started putting out prequel comics, which are canon, right there. And the, the big the Han Solo Hulk. one is he's married while he's trying to bang Leia the whole time. He has a wife that he has abandoned. I've never heard this. before. Oh yeah, yeah. That was really? his whole comic book series. That is very character fitting. It definitely puts a little bit different light. Real nerf herder, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying,
2: and maybe that's better because, like, I'm really tired of the like brooding. Bad guy, good guy thing. Like, I don't give a fuck that you don't want to share your emotions and you're a tough guy. Like, get fucked. Like, it's not that that trope is not interesting to me in a movie anymore.
1: Well, it doesn't work, and I think when yeah. it did work, would have been the seventies when Han Solo, yeah, when like A New Hope <laughs> came out.
3: Yeah,
2: but,
1: yeah.
3: But uh, what happens now? He goes in front of Jabba the Hutt, and he's like, "Move for ho ho, ho Han's like, "I don't." I feel when you do that. <laughs> but so you get my point. Like His, his characters are... I just, I just no, Johnson's being, yeah, yeah, yeah. being a shit. Yeah, just being a fuck-face cunt. No, but I agree. Like,
1: So we're going to see... We get to see Lando. We get to see how Han probably gets the Millennium Falcon. We probably get to see some hints towards Jabba the Hutt, I imagine. Like, I don't, well, they whatever. already did the...
0: Instead of, I got a bad feeling about this, I got a good feeling about this. No. <laughs> I, I kind of... This is I'm, fucked up. I I wanted to be a good movie because, you know,
3: Star people Wars. like this shit. Well, yeah.
0: Fuck Star Wars. They've had they made enough money. I want to see it fail also because like, I want to see the Disney fuck of that up armor. and yeah to like slow the fuck
2: down. It's a little bit of Schadenfreude, right? To see like right.
1: I would and be like, so much more sorry Tom I'd be so much more excited about like these Star Wars movies if there was like one every 2 or 3 years. Yep. right. Was, There's like, too much. There's Episode 7, Episode eight's in 3 years, Episode 9 is at the end. Of that. I
3: think they should do more. I think I should get once a quarter. I'm seeing a new <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> you You're know, like, just make oh, it a series. Forget once a year. Let's let's bump it up. A lot of people talk about their like their superhero
0: burnout and they're like okay, Infinity War and then we'll take a fucking break. Star Wars burnout has been hitting yeah. me. Since before they did all this Little new shit, stuff. I'm tired of seeing Star Wars shoved into every other IP. Uh-huh. You like Ghostbusters? Here's Star Wars Ghostbusters. You like Calvin Hobbs? Hobbes? Here's Star Wars Calvin. Fucking stop. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and the, I the think mashup stuff.
2: And I think actually, because I was feeling very burn burnout, but the closer we get to Infinity War, I actually am getting more and more and more excited. My
3: pants are. Pissed. Yeah, I haven't been that. so excited for a movie since like, the Phantom Menace. i can't wait to watch captain america die he's gonna
1: die so um all right that's next episode we soloed out that's yeah i don't know like i don't want to shit all over but fuck star wars just chill out
3: just
1: pop the brakes i will watch it when it comes out on home video at some point i'm sure i'll get
0: up seeing the theater yeah, I, I, I'm I just not against think it's
1: it a, enough to not see. You see a
0: lot more movies. All of you see a lot. more movies. I have movies movie pass, so do. it doesn't yeah. snow skin off my fucking teeth to show up. I'm, I'd be more
1: interested in an Obi Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. Like yeah, him chilling out on Tatooine or him trying to help like save some Jedi. What if it's dads. just like, like that? Sounds where's that Mace Windu
3: movie?
2: <laughs> what if it's Was, just like an hour and a half of Obi
3: Wan? Be like, a Mace Windu movie. <laughs> I would love a Mace Windu. <laughs> How much? How great would that be to see samuel jackson run around with a purple lightsaber i'm sick of these hours. motherfucking droids
2: yeah. in this motherfucking war
3: if we
1: have that though i want him to be just so just disingenuous and detached from the jedi council <laughs> like every time he's with them it's just this inner monologue of him thinking of other shit like what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> i'm gonna get my arm cut off hanging out with these crazy <laughs> <people>. <laughs> which
3: happens yes everybody gets an arm yes. cut off you know yeah
1: yep. so i want to talk about a quiet place and you guys are gonna have to just deal with it. Oh, yeah. I'm It's gonna be quiet.
3: I have to deal with it. And if you don't, a monster's gonna be. Taking need to the it. headphones off. you gonna go? I'm backing the chair up. You don't want spoilers? I'm just
1: gonna vape hard. <laughs> <laughs> you vape hard. Vape hard. So. Life. I don't want spoilers. I'm probably
3: gonna see this
0: movie. Well, you should leave the They'll room. Go hang out in my theater room. 10 minutes.
3: I'm just. Go downstairs. Like if do this. I'm gonna say. La, D- la, open la. the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Go downstairs.
0: Yeah, go. Go. Get a get a soda and watch some silly YouTube videos on
3: your yeah. telephone or that
0: cake farting porn or whatever. Yeah, it go is watch cake watched.
3: farting porn. Everyone, real quick, you haven't seen cake farts. <laughs> go to Pornhub. Check out cake farts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be here. All right. All so me, um, just talk
0: extra loud, you guys.
2: So he went upstairs, not downstairs. Oh well. Go downstairs, dummy. You can go wherever you I don't care. Here's
1: how I'm gonna lead into this. The Thing, one of my top ten movies of all times. I'm like a movie dude, but The Thing is up there. The creature. Thing is one of the best. So movies I've ever. never
2: seen the remake of The Thing. I've only seen the original black and white. So we should have a night. Everyone comes over and we watch that together.
1: I've got the Blu-ray. I'd be happy to. And then afterwards, we watch. There's this 12-minute video on YouTube where a guy goes through and analyzes it. It's cool. amazing. Let's do it. I'm down. So here's why I bring it up. Just one, it's a, a it's a creature feature that I love. And two, yeah. that whole movie's be- built on setup, payoff, setup, payoff. The yep. whole movie a quiet place is feels like the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay, so, so give me I, give and, me the
0: rundown cuz all i know about this movie is um the guy from that bad tv show.
2: <laughs> come on. Jim Jim uh, Halpert
0: his real name i forget. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I don't so I, it's the most broken part about me i know. I don't like that. So he's I in it and his his everyone. wife is deaf in the movie. So he's one of no
1: no no. So he's one yeah, of no. three guys that wrote this movie. So these two screenwriters brought it to him. Was as an idea okay because they love charlie chaplin they thought what how would we make a movie now but like a horror movie where it had to be silent so that's the premise starts there the three of them write it and then emily blunt read the script and said i love this i want to be a part of it so he's like okay sounds great i'm gonna star in it and then emily blunt went to the other writers and said what's his name krinsky i forget his first name john john he's He's wanted to direct. He's directed a few small things. I want him to direct this. And John's like, I don't know if I should do that. She talks him into directing this movie. So he wrote, directed, and stars in. Yep. Exactly. And he, I think he knocks it out of the park yep. for all three. But isn't
0: his, his wife in the movie's deaf,
1: right? His daughter's deaf. His daughter's deaf. Yeah. Okay. So Does Emily Blunt play his wife? We're get, Yep. We're going to get into some heavy spoilers just as a heads up. And I oh, feel yeah. like people should probably just go check it out and see it. I don't want to say, like, don't right listen the rest of the episode, but maybe pause it. Go yeah, see it and, and come then back. come
2: back and then... Real quick, we now have a Twitter account, at Big Shiny Podcast, yeah. so go see it. Listen to the rest of this, and hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you think. Go give us a follow. I don't run the Twitter account. I don't know if we're part of Team Follow Back. <laughs> kind of do. I mean, I have access, but we're probably part we of Team Follow access. Back. So I'll block you. It's fine. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> so hit us up. Yeah, so hit us up. But I want to get that plug in before we go on. So spoiler alert starting now. Boom.
1: Okay, so the, the way the movie is set up is... Um... There's no... We don't, un, we don't know what's happened. It's John, his wife, uh, John Grinsky's wife, and... Who plays it? his wife? Emily Blunt.
0: Okay. So it's just them. It's a family.
2: Is Emily Blunt his wife in the real world? I thought okay, so. Okay, I yeah. thought...
0: All right. Yep. Oh, I'm out. Nepotism. Can't do it. <laughs>
2: Too much nepotism.
0: <laughs> Ethically so, against. The,
1: it's the two of them, and they have three kids. Okay. Their oldest is a uh, daughter, and
0: she's deaf.
2: Okay. She's played by a... And de- I Abby? know
0: that... Yeah, I know Lingo. that's the big thing I saw, is that they made sure to cast a deaf actress yeah he they pushed for her that's rad and she actually
1: taught them sign language for the movie the first probably like 40 minutes of this hour and a half movie nobody talks at least yeah the first 40 up until they minutes. go to the they go to the water right it might even be longer than that yeah so um it's and all the exposition is done really well so the the beginning of the movie some stuff happens something tragic happens i don't want to spoil it but uh one of the kids dies and so, and that's ninety days after the event. You don't know what it is, okay. and then it jumps
2: forward a couple of years. Uh, four hundred and twenty-seven days. Yeah, so like a year and <sighs> which is a year. Let's <laughs> just say that's not a couple. That's like
0: one and a half. Well,
1: yeah. One and a one and a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, it jumps forward, and it's where they're surviving, and it goes into his study where he's working on another um hearing aid for his deaf daughter. And on the walls behind him is a bunch of newspaper articles, and it's not done in a cheesy fashion. It's very much not the focus of the shot this this is like a does it have a dystopian feel so it's Mm -hmm. kind of it's kind of apocalyptic but it's not imagine because it all takes place on this corn farm um gross and so imagine like that but people have been just surviving there for a year without anything else so kind of zombie but not you know okay yeah
0: and
2: everything like things aren't in disrepair really so the walking dead
0: in like Iowa instead of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, but they actually stayed on their farm and have taken care of it. So
2: and like in the opening scene that leads to the tragedy, they're they're in a pharmacy trying to find some antibiotics for one of their kids, and it looks it doesn't look like burned out, but it looks like it's definitely like some shit's broken in it. It's maybe been raided a little bit, but it's not like it's It's not not obnoxious. It's not like decaying. It's just the cars are so parked on the street, like people just got up and left. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, shit happened. So.
1: So you have this really clever uh, exposition where there's articles on the wall, and then he's got a big whiteboard that's like what I know, what well you know what we need to know like to hurt them, and you know that they can't see, they can hear, and they're armored, and there's lots of news articles and stuff posted up on the wall of like army dudes shooting at these shadowed figures and it not working, and so very clever, quickly like okay we're getting the rules of the system, and they just took everything out. You know, they called okay. them like the silent something or other. I uh, can't the, remember
2: the dark angels.
1: Yeah, the dark angels was what the newspaper angels of death. With.
2: Maybe it was. I mean, yeah, like that
1: and we get that from that first scene when the the youngest dies. Like it's not a loud noise. It's a toy making some noise. And within 30 seconds, like that gets toast and it's <clears> not like it comes in and makes a big thing. It comes in, takes it out and then runs off with it. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Th- th- no noise. And the most of this movie even in the theater you feel tense like making right. noise in this the sound design
2: is brilliant Ugh. like uh, so like one of the things I loved about the movie is they're walking along these trails at first and I'm like why are they like why did they paint these trails so they can know where to go and then it hits you that it's sand they are dumping sand on the road and walking in bare feet so that they don't make noise when they walk yep um, it's but really th- clever all these little details gotcha. and and the sound design is such that the movie is very fucking quiet it's very quiet yeah like they don't even add like foley of the lips moving when they're doing the sign language and mouthing the words mm-hmm. and so when they actually will whisper the word out it's you'll hear like, them kind of whisper it and it, you, just, you just feel tense
1: like it's ah oh, it's brilliant so there's this ongoing setup setup payoff setup payoff everything in the movie the setup and payoff and i was okay. reading this interesting article um uh, Where they talked about why this movie works so well with that. I think PJ actually posted it. And that was Alfred Hitchcock's thing. He's like, I want the audience to be in on what's going to happen and be screaming at the the screen to the actors that are unaware of what's going to happen. God, that nail. So at one point, you know, it has to be silent. And you've seen them go around this house. In the house, the floorboards are painted where it's not squeaky. And like going down the stairs is painted where it's not squeaky. So the mom is pregnant.
0: Which, uh, from what I know about this movie, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why did you get pregnant?
2: After seeing it my second time, I have a theory on that. But go ahead.
0: Well, they said uh, in interviews,
1: like, why would you get pregnant in this world? And his big thing, um, John, when they wrote it, was, like, they wanted to have a family. They wanted to continue with that and do the best they could in this world. They didn't want to stop what they were trying to do. They were still surviving. Babies
0: make noise, dummies. And that's where it gets... That's, that's set where up is awesome, yeah.
1: So at the beginning of the movie, as you're catching on that she's pregnant, she takes a little tiny oxygen mask and this big oxygen thing and puts it in this crib that's covered in pillows and blankets and then puts a wooden top on this crib. So set up, they're going to put a baby in a fucking box and seal it shut so it can't make any noise.
2: But they're going to let it breathe,
1: right, and keep it alive. Just little stuff like that. Yeah. And, the, and so while this the the dad's trying to soundproof, you know they're in the basement of this house, um, just little things that are the, the the setup with that. But I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. I've everything like all yeah, it's just- oh so that's where I was going. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. So she's pregnant. Um, he the dad takes out the son to teach him how to catch. They're catching fish. You know. And he's also opening up to his son because they've got these fish traps out in the okay, river. Okay, traps. was so like
0: fishing's yeah. not quiet. And no. that's
1: part of the thing is like his son's super nervous of these monsters and he's like, no, the river is loud. We can talk here. And so he takes him by the waterfall and like this is the first time you get his impression in probably a year or so that him and his son have actually talked. Okay. And so they have this bonding moment. Well, the, uh, the youngest kid... Had died, and the oldest daughter blames herself for it and thinks that the dad blames her. So there's a lot of setup with that relationship. Yeah. So she's kind of working through her own shit. He makes her this new hearing aid to try to help her hear, and it doesn't work. You know, and she's mad at him, and all this other shit. More and more setup. I just,
2: I love this movie so much. It's good. No, I, I'm with you. I saw it twice. I don't see movies twice oh, in theaters ever.
1: I want to go see it again. Yeah. So the, they're all like she, the daughters off. You know dealing with her thing dad's teaching the son the mom's at home by herself and she's doing laundry so this is one of those hitchcock moments she's dragging the laundry up the stairs and it gets caught and she pulls and she pulls and she pulls and she gets it loose and then keeps walking well there was a nail on the the stair that's now gone from horizontal to vertical straight up and down perpendicular from the step on one of the painted spots this is like 20 minutes before anything actually happens oh geez and so then you're just like fuck, fuck. When is this thing gonna come into play? Because right. the audience, checkoff's we know. Mail. Yeah, we yep. know that whole movie is Chekhov's everything. <sighs> I'm geeking out about this. I want to talk I'm, a little bit, Tom. As, oh, as far as like I mean, what like so stuck out for you.
2: So I mean, the nail, the nail was huge. Like that was like a very big like oh fuck, that's not good, right? And mm-hmm. I actually never caught on it. they had painted the spots. Right, but as soon as that nail went vertical and like someone's stepping on that fucking nail it's going to be a bad time like someone's <laughs> going to have a bad fucking day it's going to be a bad <laughs> and that scene where she steps on the nail is the most visceral scene in the movie yeah everybody's like, just like oh and watching her pull her foot off of it you're just like jesus christ that and, nail
1: and the movie's not gory like it no. does, it cuts away on anything that crazy is happening but so she hitchcock was never gory yeah she you know she's home by herself her water breaks She goes running down the stairs to switch the lights because he set up these lights and you you only figure this out as she's doing it. But the lights change from white to red to signify I'm in labor now, you know. But as she's running down the stairs, she steps on this nail. She has to be silent, drops this picture of her son that died. And it shatters. And she's trying to be silent as she's pulling her foot off of this fucking tetanus shot. And in labor. And she's in labor. Yeah, and so then the monster shows up behind her because of that and it's tracking her and she's trying to be as silent as she can. That that climax is amazing.
2: Oh, it's so good the fireworks and So then yeah,
1: the he sent John sends his son. He's like, "You've got to be brave now. I need you to do this. I'm going to go help your mom." So John's son runs to light off these fireworks to make more noise over here mm-hmm. to pull the monsters and just as that's happening is when she's in the bathtub going to labor and start screaming. But there's been this tension for 10 minutes as the monsters tracking her down. Right. It's really well done.
2: And I think, you know, as you're starting to see the monsters, the design for the monsters is brilliant because mm. it like I I, I the biggest thing after seeing it the second time, and I'm like, I want to know where these monsters come from. Are they oceanic based? Because they've got those big claws that are like crab-like, yeah. that like switchblade out. But then they're like zombie esque and they drag. But they've got those sonar fucking heads. And the scene where the basement room they've soundproof for the baby starts filling with water, the way that thing moves in the water, yeah, is fucking terrifying like it's like walking to the water and you see it kind of like realizes in water and its shoulders shrug down and it just kind of turns into almost like a fish and it just right into the water like oh my god they can fucking swim they can fucking swim there's so
1: many creepy moments like that yeah and even then so like the the sun gets separated because on his way back the monsters almost get him so then his sister meets up at that point and they go to the what do you call the silo yeah the grain silo for the corn silo And they're on top arguing whether or not the dad's gonna show up. And of course, she doesn't feel that he will because she's there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're building more of that. And one of the most terrifying sequences is when he falls into the corn silo and starts sinking in it. And Mm -hmm. he's like drowning in it. And so she, this door falls in, she pushes it to him so he can get on it. And then she starts drowning. So then he picks her up. But then all the while, this monster shows up right in the middle in the corn silo with them while they're all trying to fight for this thing. But it's really well done. Like, oh, it's just so good.
2: I'm trying very to very subtle. Yeah, like it's not it's not too heavy handed. I don't think. And uh, can of talk about the sound design for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's like the sound design is so fucking thoughtful because the levels. It's loud enough. You can hear everything, but it's also really quiet. And they only put sound in when they need to. Yeah, there's, there's no
1: like uh, jump scares.
2: Yeah, there's no jump scares. And you're it's not a like one, but. yeah. And you're not like like normally like when you show like you cut over a field in a scene, right? You're going to layer shit. So you're going to hear like the grass against the wind. You're going to hear the music to set the tone. You're going to hear crickets. You're going to hear birds. You're going to hear car noise. All you hear is grass.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: wind. And, and granted, just because that's probably the only fucking thing alive. <laughs> but it's also brilliant that they do that. And the way they mix this around in the theater. And by doing that, when there's an alien or wherever they are coming 150 feet back left of the actor's. They only have to use a tiny little noise and your skin crawls because you're like, fuck, it's coming.
1: Yeah, you can hear it booking in.
2: Also worth it, whenever they cut to the deaf actress's Uh, perspective, it goes mute. The whole soundtrack goes dead and you're just like, oh, dear, fuck. And there's an amazing scene in a cornfield where she sees the payoff. payoff Because they keep
1: showing this what Tom's talking about, where her dad's talking or things that she doesn't hear anything.
2: Yeah. And so she's walking through the cornfield and she sees a flashlight because her brother is hiding and he dropped his flashlight. And so she goes stops because it's
1: her perspective,
2: goes mute. And then behind her, you see this fucking thing crawl out of the corn and she has no idea it's <laughs> she there.
1: No, she's and it's totally the Alfred Hitchcock where you're like,
2: fuck. And then right a thing happens that makes it run away. Oh, man. And the ending. I've never
1: had him like that is a perfect ending. Yeah. So you've got like the mist. That's a perfect ending for that. Oh, movie. I love
2: the mist. Yeah. But it's
1: this was a perfect ending that also. Without spoiling, it is an uplifting. Like yeah, okay, fucking a. Like that's how I would want this thing to go. Well, and I would love
2: to. It's watch. huge payoff. It's a huge payoff, and I would love to watch a second one where they have these fucking trucks rigged with their solution, and they're hunting this shit, and like we're striking a balance.
1: See, for me, I, I don't ever want to see this again.
2: Okay, all right.
1: Because the beauty for this movie and being a creature feature, I don't know anything about, and it's like the thing. I don't know anything about it. I don't need to know anything about it. Like. The conversation of what I think it could be is Mm. way more fun than when Hollywood comes forward and says.
2: That's fair. I'll give you that.
1: And part of why I want us to bring this up, too, is that um, when the script was getting shopped around, uh, I think it was getting, it doesn't matter, the Cloverfield guys came and said, hey, we want this to be a Cloverfield movie. And they're like, that's super cool. We love Cloverfield and Cloverfield Lane. We kind of want this to be its own thing. Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, okay, yeah, just let it be its own thing. We won't buy it that way then. And i'm so glad they did because yep. if this tied into cloverfield i don't think i'd like it as
2: much yeah because no. they would have had to do something to be like clover like they would have had, like because every like i like all the cloverfield stuff just so we're clear all of it i
1: haven't seen um, all this
2: thing i i really liked it people didn't like it i loved it but it's like i gotta see it yeah but, but anyway it's but, fun but they it's locked the but it's fun yeah and the thing about cloverfield is they always have to be at the end and be like yo dog this be cloverfield right <laughs> and i feel like this movie would not work less <laughs> show like no show yeah like if it's like, especially like, the if, ending yeah, like, could you imagine she does? She cocks a shotgun and so, then like a UFO descends over the field. Like it just would not work. It yeah. wouldn't work.
1: So here, like spoiling the shit out of the ending, like last three or four minutes of this podcast, you can just yeah, cut out you if you don't want to hear it. Off. it. I'm going to spoil this for you, Nick. That's fine. I, That's fine. The, the ending of this makes the entire movie. Yeah. So the the, the two kids, that are the survivors, end up in this truck because um, they're trying to run away and they get separated from their dad. And so the dad sacrifices himself to save them. But in a huge payoff, like so much payoff, he's sign languaging because the monsters can't see him to the daughter how much he loves her. So that's your payoff for that. Yep. And then as he gets attacked, the, the little boy who earlier was playing in the truck and playing like he could drive, puts it into drive. And it doesn't turn it on or anything, but just rolls it down the hill away from the monsters that's attacking their dad. Goes into the basement, grabs the baby. They're there with the mom. And the
2: daughter's not allowed in the basement. Yeah. This is important.
1: Yeah, the, the kids aren't allowed in the basement. because okay. the, the In the basement's where the father has all the sound equipment, where he's trying to radio broadcast. So she, for the first time, sees all these hearing aids that he's been trying to make for her. And all the extra work, and she starts to get that connection, you know. They've been teasing that anytime these monsters show up with this particular one she's has now...
2: That when they open, they have these weird. They're they're basically like face, like opens up. Yeah, and they're like ear valves, but they're built. They're built like a like a like a dish for like you know those microphones they use on football where they've got like the big capture dish. Their ears are shaped like that with that very sonically pleasing, sonically sonically perfect thing. So sound slides into it better. They show it a couple times with like the timer and a few other things.
1: Yeah, when they're getting hunted, but in this sequence, they've teased too that something with their hearing aid doesn't jive with them, and then they run away. So the monster shows up and you've been kind of like, you're screaming again at the screen like, hey, the hearing aid that you turned off is what was saving you before. So something with her clicks, the mom grabs the shotgun, she turns it on and she's in pain um, and the monster ends up in pain. So then the girl figures it out, turns around and sticks it on her dad's audio equipment and it's amplified and then the monster's fucking head explodes.
2: Well, his head like opens, the armor opens up and the mom shoots it in the face with the shotgun.
1: The head explodes, it falls over. And then they think everything's OK and very again, Alfred Hitchcock, the monster comes back alive and it's head. Yeah, is like gone now so she can shoot it in the face yeah, and, kill, and it. kill it. Yeah, it. Gotcha. Yeah. So then the last 30 seconds of this perfect ending of a film, I'm totally geeking out on this movie. Um, there's security cameras set up all around the farm so that they could keep track of this stuff. And
2: you've seen these four or five times now because you've seen them checking on shit like gotcha. when his kids are missing, he goes and looks set up tons of, of set up yeah.
1: on the whiteboards where he's talking about what we know. It's. How many in the area? Big letters, three. Just killed one on the camera as the mom looks. Two of them are booking it across these different camera views that you're seeing them come faster and faster. Like the most badass shot of any horror movie so in like good. fucking decades. So that nothing like crazy is done, but it's so subtle. The little girl like turns to her mom. Then she turns back to the audio equipment, cranks the volume way up. And then the turns around to the mom and it's a keystone shot up at the mom for the first time everything's been down before yep. and she just cocks the shotgun and that's the end of the movie and you're just like "Fucking a it's it's it's, it's oh good and it's really good it's an hour and a half the pacing it just yeah, hits everything it about fast
2: it and, oh my god what about when they weren't the old man on the path oh that was coming so back from terrifying. the lake and you're just like, oh fuck! And you see his wife, and it, so it shows him, and he just looks sad, and he's got no fucking teeth. This is like a redneck out in the middle of the sticks, probably in the '70s, like yeah. super old. And you look down, and they've just passed a house that says "Don't Enter," and like the windows are all smashed. And then you see this old man just standing there, and he looks sad. And then it pans down, and his wife is in front of him, and she's missing half her body. And John Krasinski is like, shh, shh, shh. And he's with the son. Yeah. And then as soon as you see the old man like curl his lips up, he picks his son up. And she's like, Fucking running for his life and the old man starts screaming yeah. and then you watch a monster come running to the woods and just rip him apart. oh It's it's a great film. But, but right. though, you don't really see anything. It just Yeah. You just see like the tackle and then the camera cuts away. But I think it's incredible. I think the thing to say about this movie is it is built wrong. It's billed as a horror movie and it's it's a creature feature, it's a it's a it's a drama. It is not it's not violent,
0: it's not really scary, it's just tense. it's the kind of horror movie. Yeah. It sounds like the kind of horror movie I like. Yeah. yeah. It's the one where people are like, I don't like horror movies. I'm like, you'll watch this. Yeah, like, you do not
2: want this isn't like 13 Ghosts or like The Exorcist, right? <laughs> Truth or Dare. Truth, I cannot fucking wait for that. It came out today, right? Yeah, yeah I almost, I'm going to go see it. It's going to be real bad. Oh. All right. Okay. Quiet Place. So, Quiet Place is dope.
1: I geeked out. Sorry, buddy. Thanks for sticking with us this but long. I, I us know what you think about it.
2: Yeah. Hit us on Twitter. Hit me up. All of us. The one thing I do want to add to if they ever release a statue of that monster, I'll buy it. The monster <laughs> is fucking beautiful. I agree? It's a fucking satellite face, I'll stretch you <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at ninety-four east, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.